Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast. Today we are joined by John Cairns, my husband. Hello. Hello, hey, John. John. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Good welcome, to be back. welcome. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you with a theme tune. Oh, no. Ready? Here. Do you recognise it? I, I do recognise it. I think we might have copyright problems, to be honest. Okay, well, let's just let's not say where it's from then. And we just no. I didn't recognise no it. Will ever know. <laughs> Is it okay if I didn't recognise it? Uh, because we then we, we won't have copyright problems. We won't really have copyright problems. It's only really <laughs> if it was closer to the original. Oh, I was genuinely quite concerned then. Did you recognise it, John? I mean Yeah, of course. From what? Yeah. It's the um is it Disco Inferno? Is that the <laughs> What? I thought it was the bit from The yeah, Office. Yeah, it was, where he does the dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's from... Oh, is that it? disco song, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there it, you go. It, it, disco Inferno or something like that. Oh, yeah. there you go. We should have known, Joy, wouldn't we, like, music genius on yeah. the call. Okay, but yeah. I mean, we've also lost the plot <laughs> yeah. now, people. But, so welcome, everyone, because we are talking about the idea of God being with us. Yeah particularly around this Christmas time. So we will try and keep things on course now. Yes. It's obviously when John yes. comes on that he throws us off course. So that is what's happened yeah. tonight. Okay. Um, but in saying that, I'm still going to hand over to you, John, to kick us off with any thoughts that you have about God being with us. Okay, cool. Well, I thought, because you were saying, oh, we're going to talk about Emmanuel. I don't want to do a Christmas episode. And then the, in the intro, you actually mentioned Christmas. So that's... Uh, well, do you want to do a solely Christmas episode? Okay. We can talk about Christmas, but we might want to listen to this at other times of the year. There's a great opportunity for me to put sleigh bells over the intro music. Yeah, do it. All right, do it. Yeah. Uh... Well, well, everyone will have known before we even start the episode whether I've done it or not. No, that's true. Is that your favourite Christmas song there, John? <laughs> sleigh bells sleigh bells yeah uh anyway back on track <laughs> so emmanuel i think i was thinking about the just the meaning of emmanuel and it made me think that the bible can almost be summed up by this one word emmanuel because mm. emmanuel means god with us and the bible is really the story of god's presence with his people mm. yeah and that what's really cool about like when you understand how God's uh, God makes Himself present with His people is that His presence increases with them over time. Like it gets more and more almost extreme. So like back in the Old Testament, they would have God's presence with them as uh, the people of Israel, and He would you know, God would dwell in the Ark of the Covenant. And then when they built the temple, he would dwell in the temple. It was a physical yeah. place and only a few select people had access to actually meet with God and, and to get into his presence. Mm. Um, so like the, the high priests who were part of the Levites who were a select part of Israel in themselves. So it's like really small subsection of people who could uh, get access to God. Yeah. And um, and then in Isaiah 7.14, this is the... This is the verse that is often quoted at Christmas, mm-hmm. um, where it says that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and we'll call him Emmanuel. Yeah. And then we're told in Matthew 
that Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophecy. So Mary was the virgin and she gave birth to a son. So Jesus is Emmanuel and Jesus is, is God with us. So just that idea of you know, God being, going from his presence being in a place, a physical place, to being a person who you could actually meet with and talk to, it must have just been like almost unbelievable or, or actually unbelievable, I think, to the Israelites who for so long mm. would have just had yeah. no access to God at all and, and couldn't even comprehend getting close to God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think that that whole thing is is amazing to see the like the growing intimacy of God. But then the great thing about Emmanuel, and this is why I think we sometimes make the mistake of making it a Christmas thing and we make it about you know Jesus coming to the earth as a baby and then it sort of stops there. But actually, that was just like the first part of Emmanuel. And then yeah. the real fulfillment of Emmanuel is actually when Jesus left, like he died, he ascended uh, to heaven. Then he, he physically left the earth, but in his place came the Holy Spirit who then uh, like dwells with us. And that is like the ultimate Emmanuel. And so I, I agree that like, although this is a Christmas thing, because it's a word that we use at Christmas, uh, we don't want it just to be about Christmas because it's actually our present reality. Like it's it's every day, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I've I've spoken a lot, so. Well, I think you've pretty much succinctly done it there, really. So sh- let's yeah. call it a night. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's call it a night after five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like I like how you moved on because I was thinking that about Holy Spirit, John, and then you've moved on there anyway of just how. Um, and the parallel of him living in our bodies, like our bodies, he lives, our, tem- our bodies are now his temple, whereas in the Old Testament, like you were talking about, that was where that was where his presence dwelt. And now he lives with us, in us, by his Holy Spirit. It is amazing, isn't it, when you go through it mm. historically with Israel there, how it's moved from kind of, even back then, like quite remarkably present and intimate with his people and very unlike any other gods of the age, they come and dwell with his people, but how it's like increasingly got more intimate, hasn't it? Through the generations and where we're at now, it's, it's very intimate. I dwell with you and then speaks of what is still to come in heaven, doesn't it? Where he says, in Revelation, I will dwell with my people and mm. I will be their God. They will be my people. How much more is still to come of Emmanuel? Yeah. It's quite exciting to think through. I like that historical timeline perspective of it. That's a good place to start. Don't think, Joy. Well, yeah, because I'd, I'd also written that down as ah. well. And John and I have not been sharing notes. So, um, <laughs> But also, you forgot that when we started with the Garden of Eden, so God oh, created yes. his people, and that's the first place of um, him dwelling with us. And I know it sounds really obvious from that, but actually that he really strongly wants and desires to be with his people. Mm. Like, he loves to be with his people. Mm. That even when we screwed it up, he still came up with a plan where he could be with his people. And even when the Israelites repeatedly screwed it up again mm. and again and again and again, it was like, my desire to be with my people goes even further. And then he sends Jesus. And like you were saying, it just gets more and more intimate, really, because then when Jesus goes back to the Father and he sends the Holy Spirit, like there's never a point where he stops and goes, I've had enough of these people, even though we continually get it wrong. And I think the thing that, 
just struck me so much when I was thinking about this is that God wants to be with me. Mm. He really does. He's not with me out of duty. He's not with me because he has to be. Mm. He's not with me because I can somehow do something for him. He just wants to be with me Mm. because I'm his. And that, that is unbelievable. I mean, that does sort of wonders for your (laughs) self-esteem because it just makes you think this God who traveled from heaven to earth, like he did that because he wanted to be with me and um, that that was the love that compelled him to come to earth. Mm. Um, and that was the love that compelled him to send the Holy Spirit. Like when he says, you know, if I don't leave, when the disciples didn't want him to leave, he was like, if I don't leave, I can't send you the Holy Spirit. You know, it was always about this desire to just be with us. Yeah. And he wants to share life with us. Like he doesn't want us to go through life on our own. He doesn't want us to go through life thinking that we've got to, we can't ask him for help. Like he's desperate to share life with us. And I just think, I don't know, that just really struck, struck me again yeah. because sometimes I just forget that. I just think, well, he's here because he's sort of got to be. But actually when I'm like, no, he really loves to be with me even when I don't want to be with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even when, you know, when you're having those days where you're like, I'm really annoying myself today. Yeah. I don't want to be with me. Like even then Jesus yeah. wants to be with yeah. me. Which is, yeah. you, you kind of think in life as well though, don't you? Like, it just speaks of his great, great love for us, doesn't it, as well? But And you think in life, if I said, oh, I, I love John, my husband, so much. Oh, and he's like, oh, do you want to go out and do something? No, I don't want to spend time with you. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? Or if I'm like, oh, yeah, I really love my kids, love them so much. Oh, could you just babysit again? I don't really want to spend the day with them, whatever. And so it just it does make sense, doesn't it? If you if you know, like it's born out of a great love for his people, that then of mm. course he wants to be with them. That is how you you know you love someone you want to be with them he that's what he wants and I think like we've talked about it before haven't we Joy like you can sometimes get into just thinking that salvation is transaction like transactional in terms of sins forgiven or a place in heaven or something you can so forget this is the central why to all of it isn't it because he loves us and he wants to be with us um, it's just so beautiful. I think it's hard to get your head around, isn't it? Though it's maybe why we don't linger on it more, or maybe just yeah. that we don't feel the same. <laughs> I think it is hard to get your head around because you, when you bring it down to that, like the idea of grace. So he 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 loves us just because he loves us, not because of what we've done. Then you're just like, well, why? Mm, and it, yeah. it's it's actually really difficult to answer that question, but um we've all we've all got kids and mm. you know having kids helped me understand that more than I did yeah. before where it's just like suddenly this baby arrives and they've done nothing yeah and yet you just love them so much yeah. and you mm. uh you just know that nothing's going to change that and then you're like oh that's that's why yeah he's our creator and because of that, he loves us. Yeah. And it's that simple. Yeah. Uh, it it can be hard to hard to understand that. It's hard to remember that when you are constantly messing up and screwing up, and you you have that mentality of I've got to earn this love still. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and I I do think that of maybe maybe because 
we do feel differently at times like maybe we put that on him so I think to myself I do love Jesus but I know there's often a hundred and one other things I'd rather be doing if I'm honest um yeah or certainly they probably grab my attention first and that saddens me I wish I wasn't like that mm. I wish like I'm more just initially went to him or straight off went to him or kind of like dwelt with him more and wasn't so distracted by other things and um, but I think as well I can put that onto him sometimes and maybe that's how he feels towards me but he really doesn't I see you nodding joy <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean well, well yeah also because but from our point of view I mean to sort of let ourselves off the hook a little bit like we've only <laughs> yeah. got earthly relationships to compare that to yeah. haven't we and mm. like However much we love other people, I've got to be careful here because obviously <laughs> Don and I are on this podcast. Um, however much we love other people, like there's times where we don't want to be with them. Mm, mm. Um, and, <laughs> and, and so you think, well, then if I put that onto God as well, like there are times where he wouldn't want to be with well, like We just don't yeah. know what it looks like. We don't know what perfect love looks like. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what sticking by someone through thick and thin really looks like mm. and we don't know what perfect faithfulness looks like and so we just don't know that mm. we have a shadow of it mm. um and so I think that is really difficult then to get your head around of just like so on my good days I can think yeah God loves me like yeah I'm, I'm being all right today it's on it's on those hard days where actually you really need to know it mm. but those are the days that are harder to get your head around um, mm. A bit like we talked about with Wendy Mann, like she was like, it's it's easier for me to feel confident in my identity in Jesus when I'm generally feeling like I'm being useful to the kingdom. Mm. But on the times where I'm not, mm. it was a lot harder to really dwell in being a child of God. Um, and and I think it's similar here of just, you know, I think there are times where we just think it's so much harder to get our head around the fact that God wants to be with us and there's a real delight in him of being with us. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've had a few situations recently where I have just really known his presence in a different way. So I've really known him almost be like standing right next to me. I've really felt a really solid presence. There was one time where I was standing at the front of church leading a meeting and I was just standing there worshipping and I just... I can't, it might sound a bit crazy, but I just almost saw like Jesus standing next to me and he looked at me and said to me, this is fun, isn't it? With a twinkle in his eye, like as we were leading worship. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'd like the service to be a bit more like this, or I'd like the service to be a bit more like that. And he's like, okay. And we talked about it and I just felt like I was having this conversation with him. And at one point I was so sure that he was standing right next to me that I sort of turned and must have grinned into thin air <laughs> as if I was just like having this conversation with him. But it, it, honestly, like it really impacted me because I just, I know that God is with me, but there have been a few times recently where I've just been so aware almost of a person standing next to me. Mm. And just that companionship, like in that moment, I really remember that, like in that moment at standing at church, I didn't feel alone. I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. And even though I knew I wasn't doing it on my own, and even though I was asking Jesus to speak to me and how we lead that service, but in that moment, it just made all the difference because I was like, he's with me, he's next to me, we're doing this together, this feels cool. And I just, that, the God with me bit made all the difference. It just made me think things are so much more fun when I really get to grips with the fact that he's with me. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really important 
point to draw out is that we will sometimes feel God's presence with us more at different times. But one thing that's promised is that he's always with us. And um, yeah, we we do get that feeling. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we sense his presence more, but that's a different thing to the the Holy Spirit in us. And I know you're not not saying that, but it's just for people listening who, who may not know this, but the presence of God in you doesn't come and go. And it's not dependent yeah. on whether we're um, you know, behaving righteously or unrighteously. It's not, it's not dependent on our behavior at all. So like yeah. if we sin, he doesn't make a quick exit. Mm. Uh, because, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Because uh, he, he's in us because of Jesus. And yeah, it goes back to the whole thing of um, you know, God loves us so much that he uh, wants to be with us. And what I love is that he didn't compromise himself. Like he's set apart and he's holy, but he wanted to be with us, even though we're sinful and broken. So he found a way, despite all of that, to live in us, which is you know, Jesus, his righteousness is given to us. Um, so that is basically as soon as you accept Jesus into your life, you have the Holy Spirit in you and that's forever. That's like you are sealed. Uh, and I just think that's that's amazing. But it's it's easy I think sometimes to tr- to rely too much on the feeling of his presence yeah. to get that to, and then you confuse that with the the holy spirit being in you and mm. those two things are like different so uh we we absolutely believe here that you know sometimes we sense god's presence physical like manifest presence more at certain times but yeah his is uh, like indwelling in us is is always the same yeah and yeah and that's an important distinction and it's both isn't it and I think he's like desperate for us to just be certain on and experience both schools of that isn't he and Mm. I thought it's interesting you um the way you're describing that experience there joy and you talking about his presence john so yeah, so not talking about Holy Spirit living in us, we're sealed with the Spirit, but those particular occasions where you're aware of him in a different way. Mm. When you were talking about that joy, it really struck me. It's almost like a I'm just hanging out with you kind of presence. Yeah, it really Which is that. funny because I think when you think of like God with us, I don't know if you do this, um, and I don't know how much or not I do do it, but just thinking about could kind of get my head around he's there to help me through hard times and there's loads of verses like that aren't they like even though mm-hmm. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will not you're with me you're rod on your stuff they comfort me we know things like that so have a concept of that of he's that he's with me when I go through hard times he's with me when I'm celebrating but that idea of he's just with me to hang out I think mm. is so like mm. lovely but also maybe yeah. a little bit kind of maybe, maybe not outside of people's in my own head, mm. in other people's head, the remit of what it means by God with us. Like, oh, just yeah. is in, not not because there's something to be done and he needs mm. to be and we need to get this mm. job done or like you need help. It's just I'm just I'm just here with you. I'm just hanging out with mm. you. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean. I frequently find myself in my worship times sort of sitting down and there have been times where I've imagined myself, him, him and me, like sitting by a sea. Yeah. 
and him just with his arm around me mm. <laughs> and there have been t- and there have been times where I've just sort of leant on his shoulder like I haven't got a lot to say Jesus I just want to be with you mm. and there are other times where I'm like and so this is what's going on and this is what- um but I think that's been one of the things that's changed in my life over the last few years out of a sense of really wanting to know what it means to abide with him yeah. so to be with him yeah. so he's always with us but then we can choose to like come and actually spend time with him, like to abide with him. And I think out of that came a place of just being like, he's not just with me when I'm, you know, doing what we might deem as like in adverted commas, holy stuff of like, I'm going out and speaking to people on the street about Jesus or I'm at church or, um, but actually he is just with us like all the time. And the thing that I really got from that experience that I was sharing was just that, I really just got a sense of an amusement of just like, <laughs> yeah. well, like when I felt him really say to me, well, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun being together, hanging out. This, you know, and, and it, like I said, that's why I grinned into what looked like thin air because I was just like, oh, again, it sort of blew my mind that Jesus was like, this is fun just being together. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I, of course, I feel like he'd be like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was fun to be with. I'm sure the disciples loved being with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you do that, John? How do you find it to abide with what helps you abide with him? Well, for for me, probably the strongest sense I get is like in worship, I think. Yeah. That's when I'm I feel sort of the most connected and, and close to him. Um but also I think that's it's changed at different times in my life as well. Cause I remember at university, the way that I used to, to really commune with God and feel close to him was by going into a nearby forest. Yeah. And then I would just kind of pray for an hour or something. And that at the time, that was what, what I needed. And yeah. that kind of, that's not, I'm not saying that I wouldn't connect in that way anymore, but it's not how I feel most drawn to him anymore it's like picking up the guitar and and playing or writing a song and uh you know when i'm leading worship on a sunday morning or even just in the congregation and and singing you know i feel like i um yeah i just feel with him yeah more than anything else at least in this season yeah how about you hannah yeah i i seasons is really true isn't it because i think like Mm. different times of life like you saying there, I think there've been different things that have helped me feel closer to him than not. But obviously I have to just obviously comment on Brother Lawrence and Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was either gonna be that or a quote from James. I was like, one or the other. Gonna... At this point we could do like a best of uh, Brother Lawrence in the just all the all the quotes from Hannah. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, we'll just come long. back to. I should read it. Actually, I haven't read it again. Oh, I, I thought, thought you were going to say you haven't read, read it. Read yeah. It. Oh no, that would be awful, wouldn't it? I just, I just read the back. <laughs> I got just the gist. Off the internet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I should reread it though. But I just, oh, that has such an impact on me. That book, just practice of the presence of God, and just that. Just that conversation in that book about how he's with us every moment and trying to draw that into my experience of life and make that my experience of life and just thinking about seasons. So I read that when I was 
in uni and then and held that really close to my heart but had like quite a bit of available time probably so enjoyed mm. times with him mm. I, quite, I got quite into actually back then I could because I could do it I would just shut myself away a little bit and um and just pray and I would write it all I would write it down and just feeling really near but I would always have like a 20 minute window of restlessness and when I'd got past that I knew I was going to get into the gold of like just being able to sit still and meet with him. Um, But then when I got married and had kids and just thinking back to how do I practice the presence of God in this season, that became really important to me of just, okay, I'm making a cup of tea. You're with me, Jesus. You're with me now. I'm washing up. Fine. You're with me, Jesus. I'm changing this nappy. You're with me, Jesus. And just trying to kind of draw on that in those snatched moments longing for longer periods of quality time with him but in the absence of those like just drawing on him in the moment and then the kids get a little bit older and the time changes again and uh, like I would have said more recently for me going out running and um, Mm -hmm. while I'm running just sort of just being aware I don't know if you do I know you run as well Mm -hmm. John are you still running yeah. 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 I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes I find myself running and I've just I've just got to put my arms out because <laughs> I just I know I just I feel just aware of his presence and so I just want to reach oh. my arms out, shut my eyes. It's a bit dangerous really when you're running, but <laughs> So so you wait let me just picture this. So you're, She's running so you're like running. Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I imagine. So uh, when you say arms out, do you mean like in front of you or out to the side? Out to the side, out to the side, <laughs> With eyes, your eyes closed. closed. Yeah, this is, this is great. great I mean, yeah, generally I only do flat, flat paths. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like hilly routes. Um, <laughs> well, not if you're running no. like that. But I just, I, I love it. And that feels, that feels really precious to me. I whack on, I take with me some music and I'll just sing along as I'm running. I feel aware of his presence. But then I've had Cariad, mm. so I'm back in that toddler phase. And again, yeah. I'm trying to draw on him in those yeah. moments. So I think that's really true that the season that you're in has a real impact on how you mm. abide with him. But whatever season it is, there's different lessons, there's different availability of of habit to form, isn't there, that fits for that season, that allows mm. you to feel his presence. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and we need, like, and also because I think knowing him with us is absolutely vital because for me personally, it's the only thing that makes life feel manageable. Mm. You know, when, mm. I, when I forget that, mm. life just feels, feels really impossible to mm. me. Um, so the thing that I find God saying to me the most frequently is, I'm with you, Joy. You're not doing this on your own. Mm. And sometimes I've heard him say that to me multiple times a day of, I'm with you. You're not doing this on your own. And when I'm thinking about saying, I'm like, how am I going to, this situation feels really tricky. Or I feel a bit overwhelmed by this. And I just hear him say to me, I'm with you. You're not doing this on your own. And that just is such a tonic to my soul because when I'm busy, like trying to plan on how I'm going to deal with this or how I'm going to do with that. And he's like, I'm with you. You're not, you're not on your own here. You're not doing this on your own. I'm absolutely with you and capable of sorting this situation out. Um, and, and so for me, it just means however I'm doing, whatever's going on, just knowing that he is with me and that he's not put off by 
any of my doubts or any of my worries or anxiety or anything like that. He's with me and and it, I guess it also is a real tonic to loneliness, isn't it? Because so often, so many people feel lonely. It's so easy to feel lonely, isn't it? Even in this Christmas time, I was thinking yeah. it's really easy to feel lonely. Yeah. You can be in a crowd of people, which feels the loneliest, yeah. right? When you're in a crowd of people, when you're around loads of other people and you can still feel lonely. Yeah. Or for people that, bless them, are spending, like, spend Christmas on their own mm. and feel lonely. And you think, man, the the that Emmanuel, God with us, is absolutely vital for you right now when you're sitting there on your own feeling alone yeah. and there's a God who's like, I'm with you, I've, I've come to be with you. Like, that just feels so vital. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if he didn't, if that wasn't true as well, it's just so unappealing, isn't it? If he hadn't, if he hadn't come and if he wasn't here now by his spirit, if it's all just done from a distance... Mm. it's not it's not appealing is it like he comes and he gets his hands dirty and even now yeah. he's not physically on the earth but it can so feel like he like you described that experience that you had it can so feel like he is physically in the room I've had mm. I've had um it was when Rian was being born and I felt like he was stood by the side of my bed and you know and you sort of do that little like <laughs> half open eye I almost yeah. don't want to look but I kind of yeah. do want to look are you actually yeah. there but um yeah I think I think I think we all need human relationships I think like if you're on your own I, people feel the loss of that don't they? I think we need yeah. our people around us but there is a god there is someone who sticks closer than anything is and it's can it is a really tangible presence it's not just a kind of oh I I I know in my head he's here I can think it in my head he's here you you can physically feel that presence can't you like I can think Mm. of experiences where like it you know you you feel the tingling in your body don't you You feel a Mm. warmth in your body and so I do, I agree with you. I think it's such a tonic to loneliness. It, yeah, and I want to read this verse because I love it. Um, it's in, well, it also, before I read this one, and just what you were saying, Joy, it makes me think of Joshua in nowhere. He says, I will be with you wherever you go. Yeah. And how lovely that is. Like whether you're kind of, you're on your way to the shops or you're sat in the house on your own on Christmas, like I'll be with you wherever you go. Um, but then I love this one in Matthew and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm, Oh, I love that till the end of the age as well. Like you're never on your own to the end of your time. It's beautiful promise, isn't it? Yeah, that really is. And the thing with that as well, he's talking to the disciples about, uh, what he wanted them to do. So, Mm. you know, he's commissioning them to go out and do what would have been literally impossible. Yeah. So he was like, I, don't worry, I, I know what I'm asking. Mm. This is going to be impossible for you, but it's mm. possible because I'm going to be with you. And uh, I just think, I, I think that's amazing that God with us means that we can do things that otherwise we would just have no no chance. Yeah. Yeah. He gives us the strength and the power that we need to yeah. fulfill the tasks that he gives us. Yeah. So we know that if he's calling us to do something, uh we we don't need to know whether we can do it or not. We just need to know yeah. that he can do it. And yeah. He's with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us yeah. in that. Yeah. And that's the so same true. as like, I mentioned Joshua, but that's the same as in there, isn't it? Like be bold and courageous 
because I am with mm. you wherever you go. It's, mm. It does, it changes mm. things, doesn't it? You even think of if you've got a um, difficult thing you've got to go and do, if your friend goes with you or your spouse or whatever goes with you, you, you don't feel on your own. It makes a difference, doesn't it? And how much more, yeah. if you know that God is with you, that it just, I'm going to read it. In fact, I know I referred to it um, earlier in Psalm 23, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm just going to read mm. Psalm 121 as well, because I love that too. I've put that mm. down on my list. The, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. And they're just, it, they're just, they are actually game changers versus like that, aren't yeah. they? Of, mm. You're going through something difficult, but you're not alone. You have a very present help who will help you or like, He's guarding you. He's protecting you. He's fighting for you. Like that verse in Exodus, he fights for you. It changes how you're going to live, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I think I've spoken about this before on a podcast, but if I haven't, I'll share it anyway. Um, the, there's a bit in Prince Caspian where the, God often speaks to me about where Lucy is standing on a bridge against this army and she's just standing there on her own and the army are trying to attack um and they're her enemies and she's just standing on the bridge and the enemies just look at her like well we can take you out you're just a little girl like what are you gonna do yeah. and then there's the shot of just her standing on the bridge so essentially you think like, everything's impossible this is lost and then the next shot is aslan walks up and stands right behind yeah. lucy and in that moment all of the enemies start quaking so only one other person has been at well, like Aslan's a lion, but has been added into that mix. But suddenly the frame goes from everything is impossible with just Lucy to anything is possible. And obviously, like Aslan then, who's meant to, because C.S. Lewis was a Christian, is meant to represent God, manages to completely change the whole situation. Yeah. And I remember God really powerfully speaking to me once hmm. and saying, Joy, you spend a lot of your thinking in this frame, mm. which is sort of Lucy mm. on the bridge, looking at everyone thinking, how on earth am I going to mm. do this? And he said, and actually the reality is this frame and showed me just very clearly in my mind, Lucy next to Aslan. Yeah. And, he's, and he just said to me very clearly, like I make all the difference. And and so often when I'm going through situations, I'll feel the nudge from the Holy Spirit of like, it's not this frame, it's this yeah. frame. It's you and like God together. Um, and it changes it from everything being impossible to anything being possible. Not because of me, because I'm still the same from frame to frame, but because God is with me. Yeah. Um, and I just love that because it just powerfully speaks to <clears throat> me of it's it's all about him. Like he... He can do anything. He can change any situation. I can do very little. Mm. Um, and just a reminder of when I'm living in that first frame of like, I've got to be able to deal with everything. It just feels so overwhelming and exhausting mm. to suddenly like God's alongside me and he's looking at me going, well, this is fun, isn't it? Let's <laughs> do this together. And suddenly you're just like, oh, like I'm not on my own. Yeah. I've got someone who knows me and who loves me. And like you said, he's going to fight with yeah. me and for me and he can do anything. Yeah. And so why don't I just sort of leave it to him? Um, and 
And so that often really powerfully speaks to me and and God often sort of gets me on that when I'm like trying to live in a particular, in the old frame, when I should be living in the reality, which is he's with me and I can ask him for help. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I just, even before we started recording this podcast, I just read an email that was a bit like, oh, <laughs> and um, oh, you know, no. you just, you get like, I mean, we all have it, don't we? Like a phone call, a conversation, an email, and you're like, oh no, how am I going to sort that one out? Um, so you've just, you've just blessed me, Joy, because I'm just like, yeah, I just oh. need to remember that. You know, you, sometimes you're so reactive. I, well, I speak for me. Sometimes I'm so reactive. Yeah. Something yeah. comes my way and... I'm quick to react to it. it. Whereas if I could learn to just sort of sit back and hold for a moment and just sort of be like, okay, yeah, this looks like this, but it's not the full picture because there's also this. Um, I'd be yeah. much wiser to do more holding back as well because then I won't react to the reaction. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just changes everything, doesn't it? Just remembering that you're not on your own in these really difficult situations and there are some really difficult situations out there you don't know you don't know how best to say something or resolve something that you're not alone in that it is it just makes all the difference I wish I could hold that in my head every second Mm. of the day um Mm. but it goes and I have to remind myself and come back to it (laughs) Mm. well I was going to ask you both then so I feel like we should touch on Christmas a bit. Um, so do you um, do you manage to hold all this stuff about sort of the wonder of Christmas and Emmanuel at Christmas time? Or do you find that Christmas becomes about other stuff? Yeah, I think for me personally, I find it really difficult to, to make Christmas about Jesus. Um, mm. Just because there is so much, well, there's, there's so much that's sort of, trying to get your attention at Christmas that is not um, anything to do with God. And ultimately, it is a very commercialised holiday. Yeah. Um, and because it's not just, it's not something that just Christians celebrate. Mm. It's something that everyone celebrates for all sorts of different reasons. Mm. I, I find it really difficult, actually, to uh, bring it back to to Jesus um so I'm yeah I I don't feel like I do a great job of this I I would like to like um each Christmas uh find a way of really making it about him amongst all the food and presents and seeing family and Christmas TV and all that sort of stuff yeah how about you Hannah yeah I was thinking I don't think I don't think I get distracted by the theme of other things but like you just described in there John it's just a really busy time of year isn't it Mm. and in my experience Mm. in life in general when I'm busy it's not always like that's when things might slip for me that's when like habits of kind of abiding with Jesus might slip for me because there's just Mm. pressing pressing demands and issues um so because it's a busy time of year, I think it can be quite hard to just like dwell with him a bit. But I think as I've got older, I've got a little bit more ritualistic about things too. <laughs> and I appreciate different things now. So us as a family, like we do have those um, 
you know the little angels and they chime and you light you light one candle at each and each Sunday in Advent run up and like I I really like that and we'd kind of as a family you try and like form your own traditions don't you so we try and read through the we try and read through the scriptures of it together as a family Mm. in the run-up to Christmas as well and I really like that. Maybe because it is a busy time of year, I need that kind of ritual remembering and maybe a little bit. Mm. But this is a little bit off topic. But this year it's really struck me about how Jesus was like a little toddler when the wise men came to see him. <laughs> and I just read that the other day with Cariad and I was like, that's so weird, isn't it? Because we, we do that bit with all the rest of it, of the shepherds and everything. But it was like a yeah. a little yeah, toddler and they're true. worshipping him and how weird because Cariad's two and a half, and I'm like, he probably would have been a bit younger than that. But I'm like, it's so bizarre, though. Them almost more than a baby, I find that bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I think I think those like habits we've built in as a family, and some of those little rituals, I think, help me remember. And I like remember. I really like remembering. I really like centering on the story of him coming, um, mm. the story of his birth. But it is just really busy, isn't it? What about you, Joy? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think last year was the first year that I thought, because it had been a tough year, I was like, I can't be bothered with all this, like, all these twinkly lights. And also, I think, because I've increasingly found that Christmas is a really hard time for people. Mm, yeah. I think we're made to think that we've all got to be living, like... I'm not going to use a phrase that John like oh, John no. hates, which is living your best life. Well, you did but, we, it. <laughs> but we're like that. You're meant to be having the time of your life all the time, yeah. and it's meant to be amazing. And that is just exhausting. And the more I chat to people, the more I realise that Christmas is a really difficult time for people. Yeah. There's people grieving. Yeah. There's people um, who have really difficult for, like family relationships. There are people who are worrying about money. There's people who can't afford presents like all of this stuff Mm. um and I think last year was the first year that I thought actually almost the real meaning of Christmas came to the fore more because I thought I couldn't be bothered Mm. with the rest of the stuff Mm. so I found myself just listening to like Christmas carols like Christmas worship songs um Mm. and and that really helped me but this year I have found myself feeling a lot more anxious about Christmas. Mm. I feel a lot more apprehensive about Christmas for lots of is different things. Is that because you've got a dog and now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it basically. Is. Like, it is. <laughs> but also, I just think there's so many other things that I'm apprehensive about this Christmas. And, um, and so I think you would think that that's a really sort of fertile ground for me to bring those worries to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really battling with it, it within that because... You know, I'll do that, and then five seconds later, then this thing will pop up, and it feels a little bit like whack a mole. And so I'm like trying to deal with this anxiety, and then this comes up, and and so yeah, it just feels like a bit more of a wrestling for me. So all of what I've said is true about God being with us. I'm just, I think I'm very much feeling the wrestling of that, yeah. of like I know that this is true, and I want to sit in this place more, Jesus, of knowing that. I can bring everything to you and that you hold me and that you can deal with all of the stuff I'm concerned about. But Mm. it just, it just feels like a battle against the busyness and the planning and the, all the rest of it. And I, and so I'm just, 
I'm feeling that a lot more this year in reality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, but I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that as well. And I think in, in my job, cause I do a lot in the community. And so this year I've really like, my job's changed a little bit and just sort of, sorting out Christmas hampers and Christmas day meals for people and stuff like that. And just, you know, cost of living crisis still rolling out, realizing again, what a hard time financially Mm. is for people. And there's not a lot to look forward to. There's just added burdens and pressures, isn't there? And that it's such a shame because like, like the message of him coming is he takes our burdens, he takes our shame. And yet this time where we celebrate his birth, supposedly, that is what a lot of people, they feel shame that they can't afford this and that for their mm. grandkids or their kids. And they, mm. they feel the burden of the cost of it all. And you're like, oh. Mm. Yeah, I was, just talking, that- I was just talking to my manager today, actually, because he's American. And I was asking him, what do you prefer, Thanksgiving or Christmas? And he, he had to think about it for a while, but he's like, I think I prefer Thanksgiving because there's less pressure. Mm. With Christmas, I feel like, you know, I need to get it right mm. and I need to make sure that you know, everyone's happy with what they've got. So even if, even if you've got like a, an ideal family situation where you get along well, yeah, there's still all this stuff wrapped up in it that, yeah. that really shouldn't be when ultimately it was meant to be. It's meant to be about Jesus. But then the then the encouragement to that is that the people back then were sure they were struggling with different things, but they were still struggling and they were walking mm. in darkness. And then Jesus yeah. came into that, didn't he? Yeah. Which is which is the amazing message because he came into the place where people were anxious and overwhelmed and despairing and stuck and troubled yeah. and grieving yeah. and all of that space yeah. he, he came into it he wasn't afraid to come into it he came into it willingly i mm. believe he came into it joyfully yeah. because he was being like god with us yeah. and and that's no different to today yeah, like amen. yeah mm. you true. know that that's still that message is, is is getting more and more like vital of coming into a hurting dying broken like fear like fearful um anxiety ridden world yeah. and that sort of light that he holds out hopefully my hope and prayer is it becomes more and more attractive because it's just like wow we're like where it says the people who are walking in darkness have seen a marvelous yeah, light. Yeah. Um, and so I just think even more like every year, it's just, it's, we need it every yeah. year that, that truth of Jesus of what he did, like mm-hmm. um, however you're feeling like Jesus came into the world for you. Yeah, definitely. I just think that's brilliant joy. I think that's a really good note to start winding up on of. And just to add to what you're saying there of the fact that he came into like, he himself was born into like a real poverty looking situation, wasn't he? Of mm. like a stable, um, really humble beginnings. He didn't come mm. needing this or that provision, needing it to look this way or look that way. Um, he wasn't bothered about that. You know, thinking of your boss, John, or your colleague talking about that, of like the pressure to make it look like this way. Oh, we've got this present. We've got this thing. And him, like the God of all heaven, he didn't need that. He didn't need to come and be welcomed by the most beautiful room in the hotel. He came into a stable. And like you were saying, Joy, he came 
for those that are despairing. He came for those that are in poverty. He came for those that are in darkness and he is that bright light out of those things, isn't he? So there is hope at Christmas. Yeah. 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 If we we just remember that story. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, and hang on to yeah. that, and remember that he he joyfully wants to be with you. Yeah, joyfully, yeah. willingly. So, yeah. So happy Christmas, everyone! Merry yeah, Christmas. Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. <laughs> Should we end there? Yeah, uh, yeah, and we can have the outro music with sleigh bells as well. Yeah, Go on, John, do oh, it, do John. it, John, do it for oh, us I now. Okay, I, I can't, I can't do it now. <laughs> That was you. It's all right. I'm not, I'm not doing a live version of the, <laughs> the outro music. Oh, brilliant. Okay, everyone, we'll be back again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.